0: Welcome to After Further Revealed. And what's going on, everyone? Back at it. Episode 7. Chase Ben Ryan here, ready to break down a really fun and packed weekend of sports and also preview another packed weekend of sports coming up. Uh, Chase Ben, how you all doing today? I'm good. How about you guys? Yeah, we're doing pretty good. Excited to get this podcast going. But we had a crazy World Baseball Classic uh, last night. I don't know what you guys thought of it. I mean, the whole tournament's just been absolutely nuts.
1: Yeah, I think it lived up to everything we were hyping it up to be, which is great. It would have sucked if it like all the games were terrible. But overall, all the way through, even the playoff games were just amazing. Big comebacks. You got to really see the best of all the world's best uh, baseball players, so... Really came together and it in an amazing final championship game last night.
0: Yeah, if you did not watch the last inning, go watch that last inning. I mean, storybook ending with Otani against Trout with a 3-2 count. Um, just a legendary at bat. But you wish wish USA could have gotten something done there, had McNeil on first with Betts and Trout, two of the best players in the majors.
1: Yeah, really set up to be that way. Like once McNeil got on getting the walk right away, he felt pretty good. Otani must've been getting the nerves to him. And then the bets double play really just did him in. And then you kind of had that weird feeling with Trout and Otani because they're teammates. So who has the better info on who or who has the better stuff? And obviously Otani came out with that. And I'm pretty sure Mike Trout only had like 24 games ever where he had three swinging strikes as he did last night. So oh, wow. Pretty insane that someone like Otani was able to do that on such a pivotal scale, down one run, two outs, top of the ninth to close out the game. Amazing setting and atmosphere. Impossible theater. The regal excellence of Japan. The overwhelming talent of the United States. And in a one-run game with two gone in the ninth inning,
0: the dream matchup, Otani Trout. Yeah, first of all, we have to talk about Jeff McNeil because that man had, like, it was a ridiculous amount of straight balls thrown to him. I think he was up to, like, 12 or something at one point. He was just a walking machine that game. Yeah, I mean, he's a batting champ for a reason. I don't know if you would see when he's his bat, but he chokes up so far. Yeah, Yeah, I saw as soon as he comes up to the plate, like, it's not even like Joey Votto where it's, like, two strikes, he chokes up. It's like, no, he's trying to get on base, and that's his only goal. Yeah, Yeah, I love it. You don't see many guys do that anymore. And with Trout, I mean, with his lack of playoffs in his career, I mean, we talked about it last night. That might be arguably his most important at bat. Biggest that bad of his career,
1: yeah. What and that's sad. That's so sad to say. It
0: is. So what he made the they made the wild card one time and they lost. Right back when yeah. it was only one game, they
1: that got swept. So. I think in three. I think they played three games and they got swept.
0: Oh, Okay, yeah, and I believe yeah. he did not perform very well either. But uh. no, and that was
1: nine years ago. So basically, like he's been. I mean, he's been hurt too. So in that time, you kind of imagine that, like, oh, maybe they made the playoffs and he was hurt. And it's like, no, they just never straight up made the playoffs. And this year, they added some pieces, but could be on the same path of not playing important games when it matters.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just wild to think that you have two of the top five players in the majors, and you just can't. It just shows how much of a team sport baseball is, and you have the Rays making it every year. And most baseball fans probably can't name three players on the Rays. Each year. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you really got to see them, especially like, during the tournament, too.
0: Even before the championship game, Cuba with semifinals um felt like they kind of got an easy run to the semifinals, to be honest. They did not play very well, um, but they got there and then they got slaughtered by the US.
1: Yeah, they did. They teed off. And it felt good for the US too, going into that game because they started slow. So it was a little worrisome that wow, this team has a lot of talent, but they can't really get it together here against subpar teams i mean cuba especially too i mean they went out and lost their first two games and had to come back and win enough to get in so just crazy though i can't believe i can't believe the run that the teams had to go on i mean japan was down going into their game and they had to come back which otani was a part of a big part of that so and And then the U.S. obviously same thing
0: really good fight yeah they did performed a lot better than i thought they would
1: yeah, speaking okay. of another angel, Patrick Sandoval. That's pretty a pretty good sight for Angels fans to see that he's out there dealing right now at the moment. So obviously Otani returning back, he's hot. Trout, hope he's like, hope he can keep it together because before the championship game, he really was having a decent World Baseball Classic. I mean, he had some big at bats and led the game off with a a double that he extended, which probably would have been a single in any other game. So three players right there. Hopefully, you can turn that into some kind of success.
0: Do you think if the U.S. would have won the game last night, that Trey Turner would have been the MVP? Yeah, yeah. definitely. No
1: doubt. He had, like,
0: 500 100%. runs. Yeah. But honestly, I was looking at that lineup, and me and Julia were watching it, and just to see, like, three Phillies in a row, I was like, dang, that!" just the NL East is going to be awesome. That Phillies team is going to be so good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool to see because the other part that I loved about this tournament the whole time was I, you get to root for people you normally wouldn't root for. So obviously I'm not really going to root for Jeff, McNeil in a whole lot of situations, but it was kind of cool to be
0: like, finally,
1: right. I hope he does these annoying hits to someone else other than the Phillies that I can right. watch. So and Mookie Betts and like all the players that you really look up to and respect as baseball players that play the game the right way. And Schwarber, JT, and Trey all being in the lineup, was just cool to see. Because it's like, wow, the tournament's over. And I felt this weird feeling of like, I want more of it. I want more. And I'm like, baseball, the season's about to start. So we go from that right into the season. It's a great kickoff, great tournament. And for a Phillies fan, I get love that. I get to see those three players now and in a few weeks, see him in a Phillies uniform, hopefully doing the same things.
0: Yeah, and because just because of how much, like, how cool this tournament was and how like excited we were for it. I know a lot of the players too, um, like Mookie Betts, I saw came out. He's won two championships. He's won one of the Red Sox, one of the Dodgers. And he came out and said that this experience was better than both of them. Like, and that's just, it's gotta say something that, I mean, the crowds are electric every single game. You have like a random pool game going on. And just for someone like him, who's paid millions of dollars played on two of like the top, franchises in baseball history winning championships on both of them and they come out and say that like this tournament definitely means something to the players and you definitely know it's gonna take them right into this season but it, w- it was cool to see and in a stage where everyone's always like oh baseball's 162 games like even though they do all matter not the normal baseball fan thinks that well in this tournament every game mattered and I think the players really liked how every at bat was like so vital to the you know, the tournament.
1: Yeah. And these aren't just amateur players. Like these are the best players in the world. And especially for team Japan. And a lot of these guys are people we're not going to see for a couple more years, come over to the MLB. But for right now, I mean, literally some of them are 24 and two time MVPs of, of their league. That's insane. That'd be crazy here. If that was happening people making their debuts at 1920, Roki Sasaki pitching the night before, I mean, yeah. electric stuff. I mean, he had like, Three innings where I'm pretty sure he hit 100 miles an hour higher straight of every pitch. Like unbelievable stuff. That doesn't really happen here. And we got to see it against a bet on, against stacked rosters the whole entire tournament. It's unbelievable.
0: You know, we. Back in 2017, I don't think the World Baseball Classic had the talent that it did in this tournament. I think that's what made it really special is because everyone participated, especially for the U.S., but even other countries. And I don't know if that's just with COVID, people are like, you know what, we we want to do this tournament. Um, But it just it felt like there was a lot more talent. And so it just made it even more competitive. And I think people were talking about the U.S.-Japan game could be the most watched baseball game ever. I don't know what came of that um just because of everyone in japan and then everyone in the u.s but just it it was an an all-around amazing tournament
1: yeah i can't wait for the next time around just because how many people sat out this time thinking it wasn't going to be that good and they sat there and mike trout said it that's why he wanted to play this time around was because he saw the 2017 team and realized how much fun they were having and he wanted to be a part of it so it's like it's contagious. Now everyone wants to be in it. So maybe the pitching this time around really was kind of weak. I mean, Merrill Kelly and Manuel Wayne, Ray. That's probably not the two best pitchers we have in the MLB that could have represented it. So maybe next time around we get legitimate aces coming in there. You know, that'd be something to see.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you had like at the Grom, Nola, like or just something yeah. like the one-two punch. I mean, the bullpen actually pitched a lot better than I thought it would um, throughout the yeah. tournament. Um, yeah. And I will say I am – i was pretty devastated about diaz yeah um, obviously went diaz out for the year and i was i was pretty devastated of that i know people are calling like oh screw the world baseball classic it was a freak thing i was pretty salty about it but it, yeah. it was it's kind of like the um the paul george injury <laughs> on the men's olympic team did you see mm-hmm. this guy injured again he's serial yeah he's did you guys see that no <laughs> his knee bent really bad the other night he might oh i don't know what happened oh my gosh i'm not joking he had a it might hopefully it's not bad but he did just get injured i think it was he's literally last the most unlucky
1: player alive
0: it was literally he just came down from a rebound and his knee just like inverted a little bit oh that's awful gosh. no but i mean the ds things that does stink and that's one thing i did think about because just watching the u.s last night loaded lineup Pitchers, I mean, it's a lot of good talent, but it's not the top-notch guys. And it's probably a little different for pitchers because they have to ramp up their arm, whereas, like, hitters, it's, it's kind of the same throughout the whole year. But pitchers with, you know, especially, like, a starting pitcher, he only pitches once every five days. He has to report to training camp early. Pitchers and catchers obviously go first. They have to do a lot to ramp themselves up. So I'm sure more pitchers are hesitant to pitch in the world baseball classic than hitters just because of the different rules. And obviously they're on pitch counts, but I don't know, guys like Otani who were there. I mean, he was sprinting between the dugout and the bullpen every inning, getting ready yeah. to throw some. And I was thinking about whenever he was warming up uh, in the eighth, whenever the, Team Japan was batting in eighth, and they're like, "Oh, this is perfect because he went out there and will get to stay out there until he has to come in and pitch." I was like, "What <laughs> happens if they bat around here?" I was like, "Is he going to be able to like go out and stop throwing bat and then go back to the bullpen real quick?" I didn't know what what would happen.
1: Yeah, and it literally he had to go back into the dugout at least because they got up.
0: So, yeah,
1: yeah, that was crazy. I'd be interested to see, like, because I feel like Japan just came in with such a loaded roster. Who else in their league sat out this year? Who's, like, another top athlete? Because, I mean, their whole lineup, even their bench players were just ridiculous. Like, they just had, a like, three people deep in almost every spot of just disposable players that they can go at. I was like, we're loaded but not deep. So, there's a big right. difference. I mean, we're young, too. I mean, Bobby Witt made the team, and he's a super young player, really promising.
0: Yeah, it was the you first know, time I've seen Bobby Witt play. And, of course, yeah. Betty talked about him a few weeks ago in the car trivia.
1: Yeah. And I was thinking, I was like, wow, if McNeil gets on, I wonder if Bobby Witt would get, like, just a run. Because I know in MLB, the show, I mean, his running is ridiculous. He's stupid fast. So, And, of course, that was a situation that played out. But, yeah, it was crazy, though.
0: I think we take the KBO and just those leagues for granted. I mean, there's so much talent. and. Yeah. There have been guys that haven't translated over to the U.S., but like you said, I mean, the talent is – and they play just such a different style of baseball too.
1: Yeah, I, w- I now that you said that, I would have really loved to see Aaron Nola pitch against Team Japan just to see how they would react to how much movement he has because, like, I know over there, movement is a big part of their pitches, so I wonder, like, how that would have worked for him or what pitches would have worked and which ones wouldn't have. You know, just because of their style, but yeah, like you're saying, I feel like for a long time I disrespected those leagues and thought it was like, oh, that's where cooked MLB players go to hit 56 home runs. You know,
0: Vladimir yeah. Ballantine style. <laughs> like, like Polanco's over there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's one thing. Some people like my girlfriend gets triggered whenever um, like the World Series happens and a team wins, and they're like, oh, World champs. She's like, isn't there other leagues elsewhere? And I'm like, oh, yeah, but the MLB is obviously Julia just said that to me the other night. too. Are you serious? <laughs> it is. It's kind of weird. And I mean, obviously, the MLB is still top notch league, yeah. but there yeah. are some players who choose to play in their country's leagues and they could be just as good, if not better yeah. than a bunch of MLB players. Yeah, I mean, if I'm Japanese and I'm playing in the league and I'm making decent money, if I have a family, I mean it's a tough commitment to come over to the U.S. And, yeah, I true. mean you know there's language barriers. There's a lot of a lot of barriers. Yeah, yeah. I completely forgot about Otani's barrier. You know, just seeing the post game interview. But also a big thing is a lot of people from Team Japan or um, like people who play in the KBO. A lot of times, I didn't even ever realize it, but they play on those West Coast teams probably to be to be closer to Japan. Like if they do come to the MLB, like Otani Suzuki. The closest. Yeah. A lot of those guys, I mean, some, some of them end up on the, on the yeah. East Coast, but yeah, it definitely plays a factor where they are. And that's kind of – Jason, wait, sorry, did you have a point?
1: No, no, no. Okay,
0: because I actually – I was thinking about it last night, and I had a, a question. I don't understand how international free agency works. Um, I was explaining free agency to someone, and it's pretty basic, like the MLB. Obviously, if you're a free agent, you can sign wherever you want. But yeah. I didn't know if if you had to, like, if you play for, like, the J- Japanese League, do you have to wait until you're a certain age or do you have to play there so many years or can you just kind of come over whenever? So the Jap, I know the Japanese League, before a certain point, they have to post you. Yeah. Um, and then once, once you get to a certain point, so that's why. So- what, do you, what do you mean by post? So the the team who whatever team you're on can put you up for like, like yes. they do it in soccer or you know how yeah like, um so yeah, like there's the, like an
1: internet there's like free agency then there's international free agency but like like you're saying they post them so like it's just like a chance for them to get offers and get interest but because they can always go back like they don't have to like once they post themselves they don't have to always stay in either.
0: Yeah, but like the 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 pitcher um. The Really young pitcher, S- Saki,
1: yeah, Roki Sasaki, yeah,
0: Sasaki, yeah, he won't come to the majors until 20- 20. Yeah,
1: I guess it's just contractual because, like, they were saying last night that Otani could have came over earlier, straight out of high school to the MLB, yeah. so I guess it's all just depends on how their contracts written. So maybe I think, generally, I guess the most typical route because a lot of these guys play until they're like 28, 29, as they just sign one or two contracts, play there, build up their stats, get into a good rhythm, and then come over here so they just don't have to like come over and flame out and be stuck in AAA for forever and then be stalled and just end up coming back to Japan or something like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, they get to play into the prime because I just know like NBA, yeah. guys like Luca. I mean, even not as well of a player as like Dario Saric and such, They their goals is to just come over ASAP like 18 19 years old and I know baseball is different because there's like a whole farm system and a lot of times even guys you know in the U.S. don't come to the majors until at least their early 20s but I didn't know if there was a rule or anything that was interesting yeah there's different um I know each team has like a signing pool um international pool as far as money they can spend and I know they just redid some of those rules in the new CBA so I don't have all the info on Yeah, the new. No. So what, yeah. one team just can't go out and grab all the... Yeah. yeah, well, generally, like, the that stuff is guys from, like, like the guy I talked about last week, the Padres catcher, they just signed him as a 16-year-old, and that for, like, $5 million. Um, or, like, the Mets, um, seven or eight years ago, Ahmad, Ahmed Rosario was their big, like, international free agent prospect when he was 17. Yeah, so that's where a lot of you know you can stash them in a Dominican league and then slowly bring them up.
1: Yeah, unless you're the Braves and you lie about how much money you have and then get stripped of all your things and oh, finally yeah. end your sanctions <laughs> six years later. It only took that long to get rid of that oh, little my problem. Gosh, that was a disaster. But I think they changed the rules to avoid that happening again. Like I think you can trade teams for more money or 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 like they changed they modified it i think so that doesn't happen anymore like it's less likely for teams to lie about it or sign people under the table basically yeah
0: also like just because of how hyped this tournament was i was wondering because the last one was in 2017 so this the, this one was supposed to be in 2021 are we gonna have to wait another four years or are they gonna trim it down a little bit
1: i think it's four years
0: 2026 is the next one i saw yeah okay okay so it's a little for three three years oh money that's what i was i was hoping we wouldn't have to wait another four years i was like they should try to play some catch up here at least that's that's what manfred said so take that for what you want (laughs) but
1: back to also what you were saying earlier like about being champs of baseball in your league i feel like that we should put all the champs of each of each league into a bracket and then they get to play each other yeah that's so in between the world baseball classic you get this tournament to really decide who the champ is
0: i the world baseball Classic should be in like november because then if someone does get injured there's There's, there's time yeah yeah are you just be- saying that because Edwin Diaz. Yeah. I mean, I'd be saying that
1: if any of our three got hurt. So. Yeah.
0: No. No. I completely. I mean, Edwin Diaz is like it. the best closer in baseball. Now we got to go with like a Adavino Robertson combo.
1: Yeah, it's pretty garbage. I'm not gonna lie.
0: If the Mets make the playoffs, would Diaz come back, or is he just done? Done. I mean, I think the recovery is like eight months for that. I. I. Oh, he's stuffed.
1: It sucks. It's his knee too, and not even like. I mean, it's great that it's not his arm, don't get me wrong, but it's like you would think the thing holding him back is like an arm injury, and it's like, no, it's his knee. Like, You know, it's pretty buns.
0: But, yeah, your idea, Chase, that would be really neat because then you would get exposed to leagues that we even more than the World Baseball Classic.
1: Yeah, like just just to see those teams, what happens. Like, you know, the Astros against whoever won the KBO last year. And, Yeah. yeah, that'd be sick.
0: Yeah, it would be really cool because you would get, I mean, there's some MLB players that go over there and if they're on the championship team, it would definitely like those types of players would be like, Oh yeah, I want to destroy like the MLB's champion. But also I guess we technically don't know like the KBO champion, whoever wins the Korean league, they could, they could say world champion too. I guess. I don't know if that's just something that the U S does. Some other countries might do that too. I mean, just with money, and marketing and all that these like mlb and nba nfl like it's obviously the biggest in the u.s and that's where most of the players migrate to but
1: yeah baseball I mean, is one of those and hockey too hockey is another weird one
0: yeah yeah hockey's really weird because yeah you got, like i'm mean, the russian the NHL League, that's of pretty russians. competitive yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> russians canadians not just russians in the nh others but there's a lot of like northern europe canada yeah. but
1: established like, leagues like, like the KHL is pretty, you know, it's like the NHL and that. It's not like the NBA and like, oh, this Greek league, you know, Like
0: yeah. I guess uh,
1: like the FIBA league, but I don't know. It's not really, it's yeah. still not even, yeah. Was you trying to watch some Ricky Rubio action?
0: Oh, you know, Dustin Sleeve was putting in work in the French league though. Oh yeah. Whatever what? league that is,
1: what shout out mean? to that league. You know his numbers. I do not
0: know his numbers off the top of my head.
1: He's probably got Embiid equivalent French league numbers.
0: I mean, he gets minutes. I don't, I don't know if he starts or not, but he's been over there for f- five years now. So, and I think he's been on the same team. So, it's obviously working out.
1: Yeah, well he's far. making some money.
0: And he even played on the Golden State Warriors Summer League team and got minutes and did some work there, too. Yeah. So he's gotten exposure throughout the world. All from a D2 basketball school in Central Pennsylvania. That's right, baby. Ship you. Go Red Raiders. No one can stop us. I just remember whenever we ran into him at the beach and he was rocking his jersey from that. Oh, French yeah. That, that, was was a, like a... that was a
1: power move. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen one. It was like 8.30 in the morning, but I respect it.
0: I could see, like, Dwight Howard doing that in the NBA. Oh, yeah.
1: You know but... he's definitely doing that in the Taiwan League. I think he's playing oh, it yeah. now.
0: Oh, yeah. He just walks around with his Taiwanese oh, Taiwan yeah. jersey. Yeah.
1: And he's, like, nine feet taller than everyone else there. So, it's, like, it's probably weird. It's probably, like... Being an adult in Disney World, and you're like, wow, yeah, I
0: can imagine what this... Oh, dude, he probably has a money view if he goes to Disney World.
1: He can see over everything. He yeah. doesn't have to worry about it. No. And if not, he can just hop up on something and definitely see over everyone. Yeah. Like if he got up on a garbage can, he could see by, like, two miles. He might be yeah, able to see like outside
0: a- the park. <laughs> <laughs> There's a parade. He can easily see all the things happening.
1: Oh, yeah. He could just get in the parade, too, and people probably be like, oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, Dwight Super Howard. Tall guy. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Guy on stilts. <laughs> all right, well, I'm going to give you guys a quick trivia. You guys ready for it? Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. Who has had the most triples in a season since 1950? And these are all answers you guys could get. Is this MLB? What league is this? This is the MLB. You're going to have to specify That's leagues true. from That's now true. on. <laughs> this is the MLB. Most triples in the league since 1950? In a season. In a season? Yeah. And again, these are all answers you guys can get. No, no players you haven't heard of at least. Okay, well, yeah, but we learned about Bell Crandall the other day, he could um, be on there.
1: He's a sneaky guy,
0: he doesn't seem like a triples guy, though. Is that your guess? No, that is not my guess. Um, are you can you give us a, a hint of the team or is that going to give it away? He was on the Tigers at this time. The okay. Tigers, okay, JD Martinez. That's a okay all right i like I it guess. i'm gonna
1: go victor martinez answers curtis granderson
0: oh Damn. i forgot he was on the tires is that bad that i forgot that that was earlier this was 2007 okay so we had oh, 23 yeah. triples in 2007 remember that's him?
1: ridiculous
0: yeah how many, how many inside the park home
1: runs did he have that year what did he have any inside the park home runs? I mean, if he had 23 triples.
0: Oh, get the stack out on it right now. It's got. I'm guessing like, Chase, what's your guess? I'm going to say three. Yeah, I was going to say two, but three, okay. I like three too. Well, he had 23 regular home runs. He had 23 and 23. Yep. What the heck? What? That's such a weird stat. How many guys hit more triples than home runs? And he hit the same amount. It's kind of wild a good question i don't know Yo, i'm gonna guess 20 oh if you only had 23 total home runs all right yeah I'm not exactly sure how to find inside the park home runs yeah <laughs> true i didn't realize they'd that probably guy struggled over two tonight i don't know where the stat is like for that because gonna... i wonder if
1: he went to third and then someone had a throwing error and he just got home like right away just got up and jumped oh, like out. a little
0: league inside the park
1: yeah Or if you just cranked it and just ran around the
0: bases, he had 38 doubles, 23 triples, and 23 homers. He was just racking up extra bases. What? Yeah. How many
1: times did he walk? Did it say
0: he walked uh, 52 times, struck out 141, uh, hit 302. Jeez. Did he badly? That's
1: ridiculous. Yeah, I'm pretty sure.
0: 10th in the MVP. Oh. what!
1: I feel like just the fact that he got 23 triples and 23 home runs, I mean
0: I just remember Curtis Anderson batting was... lead off on the Mets and batting like 196. That's what I <laughs> I just
1: yeah, I'm sure well his home run numbers definitely went up when he went to the Yankees though.
0: So. Yeah. It was the short porch. Well, yeah, he um he had some decent years for the Mets, but nothing like that. I mean, he had like a couple years where really, he like 250 with 26 or 30 homers. Yeah, that, that year was A-Rod, and Maglio Ordonez is the top two in the MVP. Oh. Well, here we go, down the rabbit hole. Here we go. <laughs> Just saying, Maglio <laughs> Ordonez at three sixty three that year. Oh, my, oh my goodness, gosh. 2007. Yeah. What? So even 15 years ago, guys were hitting well over three .300. And I'll get Just off always this on
1: thing. base. like they're. Yeah. <laughs> I'll
0: get off this last thing. Yeah, 13th in the MVP for the AL was J.J. Putz, <laughs> the reliever what? for Cleveland, or for Seattle. He was the only pitcher in the top 15. And he was a reliever for the Mariners? Yeah, J.J. Putz. who probably went like 84-80 and 80 and missed the wild card round. Well, that was kind of the ending to our World Baseball Clock. so we should probably touch on the other massive tournament going on right now, which is March Madness. And I know Ben and I don't really want to touch on it. Don't even <laughs> ask us how our brackets are doing. Oh, absolute garbage. Trash cans, dumpster fires. Just Ben and I were out round round one. Thursday Early, night. early Thursday. Early Thursday. <laughs> it was like Thursday dinner time when Arizona decided to choke. Didn't even have a chance to get into the tournament. I went to the bathroom. I came out and, and my bracket was toast. I should have just brought it in there with me and flushed it down the toilet. I was in the supermarket. Wasn't even paying attention. Yeah, Ben called me, and I'm yelling out to my girlfriend to literally give me the play-by-play so I can give Ben the play-by-play. And they had two threes in the last 10 seconds to tie it to force overtime, and they break both because they're trash. Six points in the last 11 minutes of gameplay. You're up. They're never going to be picked again in the bracket. Yep. Oh, yeah, they go on the list of teams I refuse to pick, and I know that's not as much as yours has been but texas is also on my list with that it's hard to ignore princeton second year in a row that there's a 15 seed in the sweet 16 that's ridiculous yeah it's ridiculous and they- if princeton wins this week it'll be the second year in a row there's this 15 in the elite eight
1: and they're playing well too it's not like they're just squeaking out wins i mean they're really putting into some t- some of these teams are yeah. oh, they the most surprising
0: been. team in the sweet 16 yeah i feel like probably. fau like I yeah. literally last week I talked about how I never heard of FAU. I mean, granted they got the 16 seed in the second round, but they still had to go through Memphis, which I mean, all of us I think picked Memphis, and and you had Memphis in your Final Four. Sorry to keep bringing it up, but I mean, it, it was a good pick because if they won that game, they would have probably be F- uh, fairly Dickinson. No yeah. offense to them, but well, and now now Florida Atlantic has Tennessee, which is not. I mean. Tennessee beat Duke, which is a good win for them, but. That's a winnable game for FA. Yeah, yeah. a lot of these higher seeds in the top sweet 16, and all have some winnable games. Yeah, who do you like to, to win out of the teams that are left? Win it all? Yeah. Do you have a pick now that your actual pick's out? Well, wait, 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 Chase, who's your pick? Because they're still in, right? Yeah, I
1: have. Oh, UCLA, um, right? Yeah, UCLA. Sorry, I was just blanking there.
0: Oh, Chase, I'm huge UCLA fans this week. I hope they destroy Drew Timmy. Oh, I hope so too. I'm praying on it. Chase, if they get out of that game, they're going to have either UConn or Arkansas, which are both winnable. So, yeah. I don't see why UCLA, I mean, this is probably going to be their toughest Uh, toughest matchup rolling.
1: Yeah. I mean, those two, I mean, UConn and Arkansas are are hot right now, I'd say they're confident. Gonzaga, I feel like you can come out and punch them in the mouth and then maybe take control of the game. But you got to – once you take control, you can't let it go because they can get hot at the end of the game.
0: Yeah, other sneaky thing. is Michigan State, who (laughs) 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 – They are. Yeah, they are. They have have a 10-point win, and then they beat Marquette by nine. And now they have Kansas State, who – I mean, I picked Kansas State to win this much, but that's more on – a locked event scale i feel like they could easily make a run to the final four now because they have kansas state and then they have the winner of the tennessee fau game which is winnable for them yeah so i mean i didn't pick michigan state because they are one of the teams that are on my uh oh on list. your list oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had that they were the two seed i think they lost to middle tennessee back in uh <laughs> in 2016 <laughs> but it seems like tom Izzo always has that team playing really well when they're not a top seed when they're not a like when the pressure's off yeah like they seem to really thrive in that that middle middle of the pack yeah he likes he likes i feel like he likes the grit teams he likes the teams Mm -hmm. where they're they got to play scrappy yeah they're soul-sucking
1: like Like they just they just
0: coming out of that division just they have they're so battle-tested also we were
1: saying before the tournament we were just saying that conference is awful (laughs)
0: Well, and yeah, and Penn State, I mean, I know they lost their second game, but they came out the first yeah. game. They, Texas, they, Texas A&M had no shot.
1: Yeah, in the Texas game, they just got hot at the wrong point. Like, they went on a 10 run, and then Texas went on a 10 run, and that's what ended the game.
0: Yeah, that was that was a wild end. Yeah. Yo, Chase and I were watching it, and we were cheering for Penn State so hard. And they were down – I don't even – okay they were down by like seven with 20 seconds left so we're like oh it's over because Tennessee was like going to the line or something to shoot one and one Texas I'm sorry so Chase and I turned the channel to a different game and as soon as we turned the channel it just shows instead of them being down seven without the ball they're down by three and we're like what the heck happened turns out they hit a four-point play so we turned the game back on just to see them lose but it was just like it was like we were in a time warp. Like it didn't even make sense how they got that so quick.
1: But that's what these games are like. And so many of them came down to the last possession, with less than a minute left, less than ten seconds left in some cases. Yeah. And surprisingly, yeah, I mean, about, none of them went to overtime.
0: Yeah, I mean, how about Virginia and Furman? I mean, talk about a crazy ending. One of the yeah. worst passes I've ever seen in a in a game.
1: By the way, have you seen the video going around of Kevin Harlan and SVG? <laughs> I saw that yeah it literally looks like a UFC like <laughs> stand gutddy just like, he looks so sh- like shook in the moment he like can't believe it. It's like he it literally looks like he just watched someone get hit in the- with a hammer.
0: We'll watch like, that's the off, only thing if I if haven't seen it. It's, I've, yeah, yeah, I've not seen it. Seen it. It's, it's pretty fun. Is that from the firming game? Yeah, it's after yeah. pass. Classic Van Gundy move. Yeah, he's the play happens and he's just speechless through so the
1: rest of the game. And Kevin Harlan's doing Kevin Harlan things going off, bringing the moment to people who are just listening to the game and everything. So that was really cool to see. I saw he was a little embarrassed by it, but I don't know. Whatever, you're a legend at this point, so it doesn't really matter.
0: I thought it was neat. Yeah, I don't think yeah. i to be embarrassed
1: because you really don't get to see him no. what he's like. Like I just imagine him sitting there like Marley yeah. style. You know,
0: it's cool to see the announcers like that into the game like a normal fan. Like it's cool yeah. to see that like yeah, passion. You like, yeah. yeah, you see a lot of that with college yeah. sports. Like, yeah, college like college announcers who yeah. go to the Gus like, Johnson school, school. Yeah, yeah, just like random announcers like that. But yeah, it was really cool. Van Gundy, he does a bunch of just. NBA talking nonsense the whole time. And to see him like actually yeah. into the, end, the, end
1: the game. Yeah. And, and it also looked like <laughs> that.
0: It looked like that
1: one video of Michael Wilbon and Stephen A. They're at a UFC event and they're just like holding their hands over their mouth and like disbelief. That's literally what SVG looked like during this video. If you haven't seen it, you can find it pretty easily on YouTube, but it's amazing. Literally That's just to see their pure raw emotion yeah. translate and how just unbelievable the moment is that he can't believe what just happened in front of them
0: well that, yeah and that's what makes the anna cormier rogan like reaction so awesome because they're yeah. just like the bigot they're all just huge fight trans. in the moment of like, feeling yeah.
1: it yeah and yeah. they really I, translate like it makes me excited to see other people just really express the same things and i'm feeling at the same time like in that moment it's like they can find the perfect words or the perfect emotion to put to it and it's like wow yeah that's just captured something like so special this moment in time
0: but um, back to the brackets, so I'm just, first of all, the, the team with the easiest road to win a championship, now that I've had some time to dissect and to see how these first couple rounds played out, Alabama, it's kind of annoying because they're not even usually good at college basketball. I was rooting, them for, I was rooting for them to lose. And they obviously had the 16 seed round one. They had Maryland, who completely crapped the bed, played like oh, garbage. Yeah. Their like top three players either fouled out or put up like nine points. And now That's they sick. have now they have San Diego State, an ultimate tournament choking team. They get the winner, so they're going to win that. Game. They get the Is winner. That, do you have San Diego State though to win? Yeah. Okay. Because I hate Alabama. Okay, oh I just I saw you. <laughs> San Diego State. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wanted to pick Alabama to lose against Maryland, but I just had a feeling I was going to play like they did. By the way, not bad, but that the Mountain West team has never gotten to the Elite Eight, just so you know.
1: I didn't know that. Yeah, That's the crazy. Mountain,
0: the Mountain West team's never gotten past the Sweet 16. Can you list like four Mountain West teams that I would be kind of surprised? New Mexico State, Nevada. Nevada, San Diego State, San Jose State. Okay. Boise oh, no, no.
1: Yeah, Nevada's always a tournament team, but they were out this year, yeah. Never
0: made it past? Wait, San Diego State has had some good teams. You just said it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I I did say it. That's why I shouldn't have picked them to win this game. (laughs) But if they do, you're rolling in it. (laughs) I'm rolling in it. (laughs) No, but for real, Alabama probably is going to beat San Diego State, right? Then they get the winner of the Creighton-Princeton game. That should be a win. And then at the bottom of the bracket, the East, the one and the two are both already out. Like there's yeah. a chance they could get like FAU out of there. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, the scariest team for them would probably be Michigan State. And at that point, that Michigan State's going to win it all. And our friend Jim's going to be rolling it. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, it's kind of crazy. I was like hosing San Diego State, even though I picked them. But now that <laughs> I think about it, I always pick them to go far. They never do, and so now I should just add them to my list of teams I never yeah. to win. Because just do let a Mountain West team in. They got got Sweet Sixteen, I just the the style that they always play is just so defensive minded, and at some yeah. point in the tournament, they always face an offense that just their offense is never going to keep up.
1: Yeah, and it's gonna so be that's
0: a, probably what's going to happen in this game. Yeah, likely it's gonna be the case. <laughs> yeah. they're just gonna get outscored. Yeah, I mean. Alabama is not the team they want to face as far as offense. So they're, they're in for a tough one. No, I'm surprised Miami's back there. I really thought they were going to be out. But
1: yeah, they're sneaky. They, they, they can score when they need to, it seems like. In every yeah. game they've, so they played. Yeah, both their
0: games, they could have, like going into yeah. it, previewing, they could have went 0 2 against those games. Elite yeah. last year as a 10 seed and didn't think this year they had another run, but they yeah. could beat that Houston team
1: and speaking of 512s there weren't any of those upsets in this year's bracket right
0: no yeah what the heck no. Zero? oh my gosh i usually go 50 50 on the 512s yeah like i love picking 12s you can yeah, pretty much was, count on it it was a 13 a 15 and a 16 i'm pretty sure no one had any of those <laughs> and no 12s i don't think there was a
1: 14 but you'd be in your just... joke bracket where you pick every upset
0: also, we always talk about we talked about the sketchy six eleven last week in Creighton is we yeah. said how like only one six seed in the past like five tournaments made it to the Sweet Sixteen and here's Creighton yeah
1: and we also talked way. about the eight seeds making the championship as like the lower seed to, if they're gonna make it eight seeds making Arkansas is an eight seed right now
0: yeah and oh. there is no one seed in that
1: yeah
0: so yeah, that then, also
1: kind of came to hit at some at some point
0: yeah. It's, it's crazy. This is definitely a wide open – I mean, there's still a top, a bunch of top teams. Probably like how spread mid, out it is. <laughs> yeah, the Midwest could easily have the championship winner. I mean, they have four – I mean, Xavier, Miami. But still, they're a three and a five seed. So, if they come out of there
1: – There's basically a one through eight seeds and then the 15 with Princeton.
0: Love it. Room for Princeton hard right now.
1: So that's pretty cool how much different like oh yeah that is right?
0: there's only 16 teams left and you're right and there's at least a one through eight
1: eight then one through nine actually because FA is a nine.
0: Oh my gosh what the heck? that's pretty wild i don't that know if pretty, i've ever that seen that, that. Pretty crazy no. yeah because if you because everyone like i like picking upsets but to yeah. pick the right ones like one through nine and a 15 that is insane that's, yeah, that's so widespread hard. and two number ones are gone How far did Arkansas go last year? Woo pig suey. Stat guy, can you get on that for us?
1: I'm also thinking of Texas Tech at the same time. So I might be conflating both of their seasons together.
0: It is crazy how sometimes the bad teams, like you see that with like the 16 seed FDU, like how you can just play one game and then just completely like, oh, straight back to playing like a 16, 16 seed. Like the wheels just, yeah, all apart immediately.
1: By the way, their coach already left. He got a job at Iona, so he's already Wait, out. He, oh, took Patino's spot? Yeah. Patina went to St. Joe's. St. Or John. not St. Joe's, St. Yeah. John's. And uh yeah, that that guy went to Iona. So you love the coach and carousel. I love the moves immediately after the yeah. uh, it was like seconds after the game ended. He basically just had to switch a shirt oh. and go start recruiting for Iona. <laughs>
0: I know. I feel like that always happens with the bad teams. I'm like, yeah. I kind of feel like, as like a program, you want to build it up, but you need a really good coach. And a lot of times, the coach just bounces. and then like the St. Peter's coach yeah. who bounced, and now they're nowhere to be found. I mean, Iona had to know with Patino, he'd be leaving. So yeah, but other coaches, I understand. But yeah, Arkansas last year um, lost in the Elite Eight. Wow, what we'll were they last year? A four.
1: They were a four seed last year. Wow! Yeah,
0: they, they lost to Duke, It's a two seed. Uh, but I mean, if they yeah, if they win two straight uh, elite eight appearance, yeah,
1: that's good. Amazing. Their coach is about to get a new job too.
0: <laughs> yeah, you don't think of Arkansas, and I feel like they're like. Yeah. Yeah, I got nothing against them. It. It's one of those. Yeah. Razorback's yeah. a cool logo.
1: they and I just love their football team. They're always they're always like somewhat in the SEC until they have to play Alabama sometime in like October, November. And you know it's just gonna end up being like 51-10 and possibly a fight for the last two quarters. <laughs> a lot of scrambles. But they take it well. I mean, I couldn't stand being in the conference with Alabama knowing that game's gonna happen, just ruin your chances. Every year,
0: yo, what if Arkansas and Alabama made the finals?
1: That would be crazy.
0: Lock it in as picks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of picks, <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Oh, and after further review, oh, and two week last week. VCU, my boy Clay Connor did not bring it to the table. Oh, they were man. not dropping bombs like we suspected. Yeah, it's so annoying too because I literally was like the WCC is trash. They only had Gonzaga and St. Mary's. Granted, St. Mary's has a little bit better of a team. But what happens in the second round? They get blown out by 15 points by UConn. Granted, UConn's a really good team. And that's closer than it actually was. Yes, it was a lot worse than 15 points. And that's why it's so annoying that VCU just played like crap because they're a good tournament team. St. Mary's is garbage. And, I mean, VCU could have made the second round more exciting of a watch. But then Ben's pick, the Utah State Missouri <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, it did not happen. What was the final on that guy? 76 to 65. That's pretty close. You had yeah. you had over, one, you had so over 14, 155, Yeah, that's 14 funny. points. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you slowed said down. the unders, the unders were wild. Yeah, so we're I'm taking a couple week break from some picks. So you're not locking an Alabama versus Arkansas championship. I'm not locking that in with you. Is that are you locking that in? I am not locking that in either. I've I'm been pressed a half that. lock on that. <laughs> Put a half unit on that. If that happened, I wouldn't even be that excited, I feel like, to watch the game. It's just be I the mean, SEC
1: championship.
0: Yeah, it's like, oh I don't know. They get enough rep with college football.
1: Yeah, true. I mean, if Tennessee makes it too, it's also a
0: – Yeah. Jesus. yeah oh yeah what the heck
1: yeah the sec is making their name in here
0: is texas oh, in the yeah. sec yet
1: um i there? don't think yet but they are moving yeah maybe they i think i saw recently that they were gonna pay extra money to speed it up
0: i don't get it's a classic that- move
1: <laughs> well, it just
0: it's the same but we'll pay double <laughs> it's like it's kind of annoying if everyone just wants to go to the SEC, why don't they? I mean, it, I feel like it's morphing into like a professional league where you you're almost gonna have at some point. I feel like they're gonna have like two conferences, like just two giant conferences. Yeah, I mean, there's teams like Gonzaga, like they always like, and I give them a bad rap, but because in basketball there's no one in the WCC, so like. If you're Gonzaga, you would want to go to a better conference, to yeah. Try to bring in better talent and stuff like that. But
1: it'd be like the BCS is like the uh, like it would just be everyone's in one conference and then the best teams play at the end.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. I mean, you have like the Big Ten. It I'm pretty sure it's a lot more than ten. So yeah, like, at this point, what are we doing here? Like, just add two
1: more. So.
0: Everyone wants to leave the Pac-12, so is it going to be the Pac-9? Like, what are we doing here? Now I'm not even that big of a college football fan, but it just seems like everyone's just funneling to the SEC, like the South, like what Southeastern Conference. Yeah. Oh, okay. Texas is in the Southeast now, I guess, because everyone from Texas is going to play there. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I go off, dude. Yeah, I don't go know. Off. <laughs> I'm starting to have one of these like mini segments. We're going to have to like just name it. like, just to, like right when I, But it doesn't, you can't like tell me when to start. Like you're just going to have to like bring yeah. in the segment after I'm popping off.
1: We'll just have a little sounder once it happens.
0: Yeah, no, we got to get, we got to get sounds involved because yeah, when I go on my rants, it's just, it's just everyone just needs to watch out because I am coming in with not that much education, no points. I'm coming in to mess to wreak havoc and yeah because of how badly I'm wreaking havoc my points are going to be valid and everyone's going to believe them and so I don't need stats even though I like stats I'm not a stat guy and I'm just going to tell you how it is and when that happens it's segment time for Ryan to just blast away but we have to come up with a segment name but anyways yeah Alabama has the easiest road to the finals and at this point, Arkansas does too. And it's going to be an SEC finals. Get ready for it. I mean, it's still been fun tournament. Chase, you're still in it. So we yeah, have I'm a still 40, alive. We got a 43 team pool. And Chase is only one of two people to pick UCLA. So he's guaranteed a top, a top two spot if they win at all. And yeah. even without their best wing defender, they're playing well. So <clears throat> I'm excited for the games to start back up, especially now just realizing how diverse it is with like the rankings. Yeah, like, I don't know. I mean it's yeah, just I love crazy. how wide
1: open the field is. It really makes it it really gives you the sense of like wow, anyone can really have it.
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 We got four games on Thursday and Friday again. And then on Saturday and Sunday, there's two games each. And after this weekend, it kind of it really dies down because then you just have the final four in the championship. But still, another it's these games matter more, and it's cool to be able to watch like all of them. Like this past weekend. I do really like how every time a game ends, you just flip to the next one. It's already in the second half, which is mm-hmm. a lot of like really intense, uptight stress. It's just fun. The action's <laughs> always coming. Yeah. But next weekend, it'll be cool to actually learn more of like the players still in it, hearing about their stories, like some of these schools, any low seat school where the coach is about to go.
1: I know. I can't believe no one has transferred mid game yet.
0: Yeah. Hey.
1: Once I mean, I feel five, like that's it. I feel like that's gonna happen
0: at some point over to like the other team.
1: Someone just yeah. transfers at halftime. They're like, Yeah, I went from uh, UCL to Gonzaga, and just transferred and oh, I got cool. a huge NIL deal in,
0: in the whole process. They'll pull the uh, what was that? Was it a cornerback that just like halftime in the NFL just retired? Mick oh, Vernon Hall? Davis, yeah, what was his name? or not, not a um,
1: yeah, I know who you're talking about that. The defensive back, yeah, yeah,
0: just like never What's came out name? of the locker room and retired. Was he on the Vikings? I want to say oh, he was on the
1: Bills. He was on the Bills when oh, Bills, it happened.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Damar Hamlin? <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I
1: don't think he's really, really bad retired. One. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean
0: any harm. No, now our podcast is going to get canceled. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It wasn't. Vontae any...
1: Davis, that's what it was. Who? It's Vernon Davis. It's Vontae Davis.
0: Oh, Vontae oh, Davis. Yeah. Vernon Davis. That's that's amazing. They're both names.
1: Maybe they'll box each other. You never know have Nate Robinson boxing Frank, at
0: this point. Have Nate Robinson and Frank Gorever fall. I want to actually you know what I want to see. I want to see you know what boxing needs to do. They need to do what the WWE does and do tag team matches and I want to see Frank Gore <laughs> and Nate Robinson on the same team. There's no one beating.
1: Okay. Them. <laughs> well so you can only have two boxers in the ring at once or can you have all four in? You can only have you can only have
0: two. It's like actually there has to be like some rules. It's not just straight WWE. But if the refs not looking, you can tag team someone in real quick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Get that quick three on two on one. Just have a boxing royal rumble. That you know would be crazy. Oh my goodness! If they did the opposite of a royal rumble with UFC, where you had to get thrown out of the cage,
1: that would be intense. That'd be
0: even. I guess it would be hard when it's like one on one trying to throw oh. someone out. But I mean, if they had a legit. Royal Rumble with the UFC, that would be nuts.
1: Yo, yeah,
0: it would be so dangerous. Someone would just get kicked in the you back. You know, Derek the- Lewis. <laughs> be putting in, Derek
1: Lewis would be putting in work on someone.
0: <laughs> he would be throwing haymakers.
1: And you know who? You know would have to ref that is Herb Dean,
0: and he'd have <laughs> no clue what to do. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Everyone just, would just imagine wreck Herb running just just late to like five different spots in the octagon. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Someone's, true. like,
1: I... actually unconscious in the background. But he's just not even addressing
0: it. That's <laughs> like, wow, this, to... this is a classic Herb. Classic the Royal herb. Rumble would have to be, like, a bunch of guys in there at once, but if you get submitted or knocked out, you're out. We just have to get him out of there quickly because that guy's going to be struggling. True. It'd have to be, like, NASCAR. It'd be, like, a, like a, um, like a caution a flag, flag is... every time. <laughs> yeah. No, but no, it's been a really, really fun show. But we have not had much trivia. That's the one thing we've been missing. Yeah. So I want, let's get it. Well, I'll give you guys one more. I think you'll like the answer to this one, Ryan. I made this one especially for you. So I hope you get it. <laughs> okay, So it's a Phillies That's player. It's a Phillies player. Most likely, 90% chance it's a Phillies player between the years of like 2006 and 2014. And if it's not, then it's going to be like one of three players. Okay. <laughs> <Ready>? <laughs> Who has the most career home runs with a last name that starts with the letter I of all time, by the way?
1: Um, I mean,
0: I'm literally, I have to guess a Banyas. B- I'm oh,
1: gonna. I guess it's tempting to say Ichiro in a way.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. it was a Banyas? It Let's go. Oh, I love that it was a Banyas, though. No yeah. guy, nobody with the last name, something with an I can come close to my boy.
1: No. And he's an all-time dipper too. Yeah, the he did it with his lips. Lot. It wasn't a lip;
0: it was a cheek. It was a cheek ball. It looked yeah. like he had a jawbreaker from Ed and Natty. Oh yeah, three hundred five home runs, and oh. next up was Pete Incavilga. and then third was Brandon Inge, and then fourth was Chris oh. Iannetta.
1: So, oh, the catcher.
0: Yeah. So no one, only one other guy had even over over two hundred. Wow, did Abadnez have any right-handed, <laughs> bro? How am I supposed to look that up? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. He was a lefty. He didn't never bat. Dude, he, he might have been like a fifteen to one game. Just sent it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true.
1: Yeah, they just needed someone matchup.
0: Yo, that's true. I More mean, Cliff Lee
1: are... used to pinch hit sometimes for the Phillies.
0: True. More players should because you have pitchers all the time. Oh. Like a fielder come in and pitch, and I'm not gonna go down a rabbit hole but just a real quick point (laughs) more batters who don't i mean i feel like there's less switch hitters now than ever before we should actually run a do a thing on that one time because i just feel like switch hitters are down but in like 15 to 1 games like when we play backyard baseball i like batting lefty just for fun sometimes and i was not as good at it but if i'm like I, can think also, of someone... I, have no, I have no good example for someone who should bat Oppo in a situation that's 15 to one, but everyone should do that. Everyone. Yeah. It'd be fun because you're not trying to win anyway.
1: Yeah. I feel like um, part of batting, too, of like being a switch hitter is just like a bigger skill to unlock. Like if yeah, you're a really good a hitter, team. you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. But it just seems like a lot of people now want to focus on one. Yeah. Um,
0: um, Cedric purpose- Mullins
1: used to be a switch hitter. Now he just bats left, lefty.
0: That's true. Some of them might have just switched to one.
1: Yeah, and have better like, results just focusing on one way. Well, their numbers are going to go up this year since you can't shift, so there's that.
0: Chase, I already went off once today. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to give you guys one more <laughs> trivia here then All <laughs> right. before you go off. All right. All right, so most total bases in the 2010s. So, like, basically the decade, 2010 mm. to 2020. Okay. those
1: total, total bases.
0: I'll mm. do top five. So, if you get one of the top five, that's... One of it. the top five we're in? Yeah.
1: Freddie Freeman. He's 10th. All no, right.
0: That, that doesn't count. No, but that's not a bad guess. That's a really good guess. I thought he would oh, have yeah, been sorry, higher, Chase, honestly. Chase, I didn't <laughs> even <didn't> <laughs> <You laughs> no, know. show you okay. I'm just, like, I'm, I'm really... But I'm
1: if like, he's 10th, that makes me... Put a little, couple things in perspective. I mean. All
0: right. Joey Votto. Seventh. Oh, Jason. Wow. Okay, hey, Chase, we're getting closer. It's your turn. I was doing well.
1: Um.
0: Hmm. Five is pool holes. You just gave well, us- Oh, I know. A... I'm trying to oh, okay, okay. Maggie. Maggie Cabrera. Third. Yeah. He's third. third. Okay. Number two is Cano. Ah. Uh, Whoa. Makes sense. Bobby. And number one is Nelson Cruz what wow
1: i would have never guessed nelson cruz
0: yeah
1: he was raking i mean i guess if you add up all the years he had like 35 40 home runs that's true
0: that's i know i wasn't i was trying to think of like guys that do it all but yeah home runs is four that's four turtle bases every homer so that makes sense that's true we didn't even guess mike trout chase
1: no where's he on the list
0: who was number four adam jones Oh, I love it. Where's he oh, at? Two
1: former Orioles.
0: He went over, didn't he? Speaking of the KBO. To yeah, I think round, he was playing but, there. He was playing there, yeah.
1: I'm just butthurt at Adam Jones because he didn't want to trade to the Phillies because uh-huh. he said they were garbage. And it kind of hurt me a little bit.
0: Kind of cut home, home a little too hard. Even though he was playing on this, the Orioles. Team, yeah, he was I playing on the,
1: like, the Orioles. I was like, at least he could just, I don't know.
0: They <laughs> had like Manny Machado and, oh, yeah. and Chris <laughs> Davis.
1: And the... So they basically gave way for two bodies, essentially, to the Dodgers.
0: And with that note, does anyone have anything else? Ben, you have one more card trivia? Yeah, last this thing. Is your, card, this is your card, card trivia. trivia. All right. I get that confused with normal trivia every time, by the way. <laughs> All right. So, we got a 2014 Topps Chrome Johnny Manziel rookie in a PSA uh. 10. Pop 169. And then there's a 2002 score brian westbrook rookie in a psa 10 wait does it say psa 9 or psa 10 for manzel 10 oh yeah uh, yeah pop five which one's more expensive all right chase just breaking this down remember what happened with the barry sanders card that wasn't worth anything <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: oh man
0: i'm still salty about that too oh uh, was her was it herbert oh yeah justin herbert yeah herbert this I is a like really Manzel, tough one. Manzel had like he had more hype than Baker. Like he was just like they yeah, yeah, This is as of like yes as of like yesterday.
1: Like, oh, yesterday. Okay. Like these
0: are prices of cars that have sold within the last month. I'll say. <sighs> okay, but well like, I'm gonna go. Like... I'm going Brian Westbrook.
1: Yeah, I want to go Westbrook too. I just feel like no one's gonna give him the respect, so it probably real cheap.
0: So the Manzel one's more expensive.
1: Of course, it is.
0: <laughs> so, the Westbrook card is only ten dollars and the Manzell's 25. Oof. What the heck? Was well, he still trucking in the CFL? Last time no. I checked, he was playing for the Canadian Football League. I, I don't know. Last time I checked, meaning like 2017. <laughs> okay, <so probably.
1: laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he's just playing the inside of bar local bars. I'm kind of surprised Brian Westbrook cards are that cheap. Well, at least that one is.
0: Podcast number seven about to wrap up. Don't forget to listen to us on Spotify and Apple. And we appreciate everyone for listening. If you have anything to add, anything you want us to talk about, please, please let us know. And we appreciate all of you for listening. Thanks a lot. Remember to give us that follow button. Rob Red, Chizzy Chase, and Danny. Out. Peace, episode seven.